Eric, today is day 108. I believe you. Oh, it's true. Day I guess I have no reason not to believe you. Yeah, you can believe me. I do believe you, and I'm excited about that. Yeah, today, Eric, we're going to read 1 Kings chapter 12. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go all the way through chapter 14, verse 20. I dare you. Well, I, I will do it. I double dog dare you. I will double dog dare I do it. triple dog dare you. I will triple dog dare do it. <laughs> All right. Okay. So Rehoboam is now king. Okay. Boo! Mm. Boo Rehoboam. Mm. Rehoboam went to Shechem, where all Israel had gathered to make him king. When Jeroboam, son of Nebat, heard of this, he returned from Egypt, for he had fled to Egypt to escape from King Solomon. The leaders of Israel summoned him, and Jeroboam and the whole assembly of Israel went to speak with Rehoboam. Your father was a hard master, they said. Lighten the harsh labor demands and heavy taxes that your father imposed on us. Then we will be your loyal subjects. Rehoboam replied, give me three days to think this over, then come back for my answer. So the people went away. Then King Rehoboam discussed the matter with the older men who were his father, who had counseled his father, Solomon. What's your advice, he asked. How should I answer these people? The older counselors replied, if you are willing to be a servant to these people today and give them a favorable answer, they will always be your loyal subjects. But Rehoboam rejected the advice of the older men and instead asked the opinion of the young men who had grown up with him and were now his advisors. What's your advice, he asked them. How should I answer these people who want me to lighten the burdens imposed by my father? The young men replied, this is what you should tell those complainers who want a lighter burden. My little finger is thicker than my father's waist. Yes, my father laid heavy burdens on you, but I'm going to make them even heavier. My father beat you with whips, but I will beat you with scorpions. Three days later, Jeroboam and all the people returned to hear Rehoboam's decision, just as the king had ordered. But Rehoboam spoke harshly to the people, for he rejected the advice of the older counselors and followed the counsel of his younger younger advisors. He told the people, my father laid heavy burdens on you, and I'm going to make them even heavier. My father beat you with whips, but I will beat you with scorpions. So the king paid no attention to the people. This turn of events was the will of the Lord, for it fulfilled the Lord's message to Jeroboam, son of Nebat, through the prophet Ahijah from Shiloh. When all Israel realized that the king had refused to listen to them, they responded, Down with the dynasty of David. We have no interest in the son of Jesse. Back to your, own, back to your homes, O Israel. Look out for your own house, O David. So the people of Israel returned home, but Rehoboam continued to rule over the Israelites who lived in the towns of Judah. King Rehoboam sent Adoniram, who was in charge of forced labor, to restore order. But the people of Israel stoned him to death. When this news reached King Rehoboam, he quickly jumped into his chariot and fled to Jerusalem. And to this day, the northern tribes of Israel have refused to be ruled by a descendant of David. When the people of Israel learned of Jeroboam's return from Egypt, they called an assembly and made him king over all Israel. Boo! There, I'm supposed to say that because Jeroboam's a bad dude. Mm -hmm. So... Only the tribe of Judah remained loyal to the family of David. When Rehoboam arrived at Jerusalem, he mobilized the men of Judah and the tribe of Benjamin, 180,000 select troops, to fight against the men of Israel and to restore the kingdom to itself. But God said to Shemaiah, the, the man of God, Say to Rehoboam, son of Solomon, king of Judah, and to all the people of Judah and Benjamin and the rest of the people, This is what the Lord God says. Do not fight against your relatives, the Israelites. Go back home, for what has happened is my doing. So they obeyed the message of the Lord and went home as the Lord had commanded. 
Jeroboam then built up the city of Shechem in the hill country of Ephraim, and it became the capital. Later he went and built up the town of Peniel. Jeroboam thought to himself, Unless I'm careful, the kingdom will return to the dynasty of David. When these people go to Jerusalem to offer sacrifices at the temple of the Lord, they will gain, again give their allegiance to King Rehoboam of Judah. They will kill me and make him their king instead. So on the advice of his counselors, the king made two gold calves. He said to the people, It is too much trouble for you to worship in Jerusalem. Look, Israel, there are the gods who brought you out of Egypt. If you place these calf idols in Bethel and in Dan, at either end of the kingdom. But this became a great sin, for the people worshipped the idols, traveling as far north as Dan to worship the one there. Jeroboam also erected buildings at the pagan shrines and ordained priests from the common people, those who were not from the priestly tribe of Levi. And Jeroboam instituted a religious festival in Bethel, held on the 15th day of the 8th month, in imitation of the annual festival of shelters in Judah. There at Bethel, he himself offered sacrifices to the calves he had made, and he appointed priests for the pagan shrines that he had made. So on the 15th, 15th day of the eighth month, a day that he himself had designated, Jeroboam offered sacrifices on the altar at Bethel. He instituted a religious festival for Israel. He went up to the altar to burn incense. At the Lord's command, a man of God from Judah went to Bethel, arriving there just as Jeroboam was approaching the altar to burn incense. Then at the Lord's command, he shouted, Oh, altar, altar. This is what the Lord says. A child named Josiah will be born to the dynasty of David. On you he will sacrifice to priests from the pagan shrines who come mm. here to burn incense. And human bones will be burned on you. That same day, the man of God gave a sign to prove his message. He said, the Lord has promised to give this sign. This altar will split apart and its ashes will be poured out on the ground. When King Jeroboam heard the man of God speaking against the altar at Bethel, he pointed at him and shouted, seize that man. But instantly, the king's hand became paralyzed in the position. He couldn't pull it back. At the same time, a wild crack, a wide crack, appeared in the altar, and the ashes poured out, just as the man of God had predicted his message from the Lord. The king cried out to the man of God, Please ask the Lord your God to restore my hand again. So the man of God prayed to the Lord, and the king's hand was restored and can move again. Then the king said to the man of God, Come to the palace with me and have something to eat, and I'll give you a gift. But the man of God said to the king, Even if you had gave me half of everything you own, I would not go with you. I would not eat or drink anything in this place. For the Lord gave me this command, You must not eat or drink anything while you are there. And do not return to Judah by the same way. So he left Bethel and went home another way. As it happened, there was an old prophet living at Bethel. And his sons came home and told him that the man of God had done in Bethel that day. They also told their father what the man had said to the king. The old prophet asked him, Which way did he go? So they showed their father which road the man of God had taken. Quick, saddle the donkey, the old man said. So they saddled the donkey for him, and he mounted it. Then he rode after the man of God and found him sitting under a great tree. A great tree. The old prophet asked him, Are you the man of God who came from Judah? Yes, I am, he replied. Then he said to the man of God, Come home with me and eat some food. No, I can, he replied. I'm not allowed to eat or drink anything here in this place. For the Lord gave me this command. You must not eat or drink anything while you are there. And do not return to Judah by the same way you came. But the old prophet answered, I am a prophet too, just as you are. And an angel gave me this command from the Lord. Bring him home with you so he can have something to eat and drink. But the old man was lying to him. So they went back together, and the man of God ate and drank in the prophet's home. Then while they were sitting at the table, a command from the Lord came to the old prophet. He cried out to the man of God from Judah. This is what the Lord says. You have defied the word of the Lord and have disobeyed the command the Lord God gave you. You came back. To this place and ate and drank where he told you to eat 
not to eat and drink. Because of this, your body will not be buried in the grave of your ancestors. After the man of God had finished eating and drinking, the old prophet saddled his own donkey for him, and the man of God started off again. But as he was traveling along, a lion came out and killed him. His body lay there on the road, and the donkey and the lion standing beside it. People who passed by saw the body lying in the road and lion standing beside it, and they went and reported it in Bethel, where the old prophet lived. When the prophet heard the report, he said, It is the man of God who disobeyed the Lord's command. The Lord had fulfilled his word by causing the lion to attack and kill him. Then the prophet said to his son, Saddle a donkey for me. So they saddled a donkey. He went out and found the body lying in the road. The donkey and the lion were still standing there beside it, for the lion had not eaten the body nor attacked the donkey. So the prophet laid the body of the man of God on the donkey and took it back to the town to mourn over him and bury him. He laid the body in his own grave, crying out in grief, Oh, my brother! Afterward, the prophet said to his sons, When I die, bury me in the grave where the man of God is buried. Lay my bones beside his bones, for the message of the Lord told him to proclaim against the altar in Bethel and against the pagan shrines in the towns of Samaria will certainly come true. But even after this, Jeroboam did not turn from his evil ways. He continued to choose priests from the common people. He appointed anyone who wanted to become priests for the pagan shrines. And this became a great sin. It resulted in utter destruction of Jeroboam's dynasty from the face of the earth. At that time, Jeroboam, Jeroboam's son, Abijah, became very sick. So Jeroboam told his wife, Disguise yourself so that no one will recognize you as my wife. Then go to the prophet Ahijah at Shiloh, the man who told me I would become king. Take him a gift of ten loaves of bread, some cakes, and a jar of honey, and ask him what will happen to the boy. So Jeroboam's wife went to see Ahijah's home at Shiloh. Went to Ahijah's home at Shiloh. He was an old man now and could no longer see. But the Lord had told Ahijah, Jeroboam's wife will come here pretending to be someone else. She will ask you about her son, for he is very sick. Give her the answer I give you. So when Abijah heard the footsteps at the door, he called out, Come in, wife of Jeroboam. Why are you pretending to be someone else? Then he told her, I have bad news for you. Give your husband Jeroboam this message from the Lord, the God of Israel. I promoted you from the ranks of the common people and made you ruler over my people Israel. I ripped the kingdom away from the family of David and gave it to you. But you have not been like my servant David, who obeyed my commands and followed me with all his heart and always did whatever I wanted. You have done more evil than all who lived before you. You have made other gods for yourself and have made me furious with your gold calves. And since you have turned your back on me, I will bring disaster on you and your dynasty and will destroy every one of your male descendants, slave and free alike anywhere in Israel. I will burn up your royal dynasty as one burns up trash until it's gone. The members of Jeroboam's family who die in the city will be eaten by dogs and those who lie in the field will be eaten by vultures. I, the Lord, have spoken. Then Ahijah said to Jeroboam's wife, Go on home, and when you enter the city, the child will die. All Israel will, will mourn for him and bury him. He is the only member of your family who will have a proper burial, for this child is the only good thing that the Lord, the God of Israel, sees in the entire family of Jeroboam. In addition, the Lord will raise up a king over Israel who will destroy the family of Jeroboam. This will happen today, even now. Then the Lord will shake Israel like a reed whipped about in a stream. He will uproot the people of Israel from this good land that he gave to their ancestors and will scatter them beyond the Euphrates River, for they have angered the Lord with the Asherah poles they have set up for worship. He will abandon Israel because Jeroboam sinned and made Israel sin along with him. So Jeroboam's wife returned to Terza, and the child died just as she walked through the door of her home. All Israel buried him and mourned for him as the Lord had promised to the prophet Ahijah. 
The rest of the events in Jeroboam's reign, including all his wars and how he ruled, are recorded in the book of history of the kings of Israel. Jeroboam reigned in Israel 22 years. When Jeroboam died, his son Nadab became the next king. Boo. That's our reading. Yeah. Okay. Not the, the happiest reading. No, not a lot of happy readings going on. No, but it does tell us something about God and something about ourselves. <laughs> yes. It does. Yeah. This tells me that God will allow bad kings to do bad things for now. And I then that rhymed. <laughs> yeah. I wrote down this way. God will allow bad God will allow bad kings to do bad things, dot 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 for now. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so we see that with Jeroboam and, and, and many others. Um he allows it to happen. And and that advice, I mean, it seemed like really good advice, but we find out that him taking the advice of these young kids was the will of God. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, okay, you know, but God has a plan in all this, and God allowed that to happen, allowed that to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what we see, I mean, it's very clear that uh, Jeroboam sinned, angered God for this. You know, he's going to punish the people, bring disaster on the dynasty, destroy every one of the male descendants, just wreak havoc because this this sinful king mm-hmm. who did bad things, getting away with it for now. Mm-hmm. But he won't forever. That's true. I am appalled about um, Jeroboam's deal with making the, uh, the calves. You know, oh, as yeah, a king... Yeah. As the yep. king, his job is to yep. uphold the covenant. And mm-hmm. the covenant, the preamble of the, the Mosaic covenant is, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of, of Egypt. Mm-hmm. And then you don't have any other gods before me, and don't make any graven images. And don't use my name in vain. Mm-hmm. And then he says, these are the gods who brought you out of Egypt. So he misuses the name of God, creates a graven image of God, and gives them two other gods to have before him. Mm-hmm. And usurps the whole preamble, the historical prologue to the covenant that God brought them out of, out of Egypt. It's just insane. His first act as king is this horrible, wicked, terrible deed. Yeah. And instead of stoning him to death, they all kind of go for it. Mm-hmm. And then he perverts the, the priesthood. And um, it's just not good man Jeroboam sets him off on a path that is going to lead to the destruction of Israel yeah he got other people other than Levites right yeah he was yeah. just like hey who wants yeah. to do it sign all out he, yeah. just, he just disregarded yeah the things of God yeah he just did and he just disregarded them mm-hmm. and so I think that really kind of plays into what you said that he'll let evil kings do evil things for now mm-hmm. and I, yeah I know you're using kings because that's what's in the text sure, but sure. It, you know you could yeah. put people in yeah. there yeah that's where the application God, yeah, yeah exactly God's going to let evil people do evil things for now mm-hmm. and the first evil thing that people have to do if they're going to do evil things is disregard God whether it's by birth we all are born like I said maybe yesterday the day before whatever we're all born in rebellion to God but the first thing we have to do if we want to live lives of abject evil is reject God, reject what God has said, reject what God wants from us, what God requires from us, what God has for us, reject God, reject, you know, his very presence among us, reject God, and then all that evil is going to come in. But the problem is for the evildoer that one day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess the lordship of Jesus Christ. 
And so, yes, for now, they can do evil things. Um, and so I'm just going to echo that. I'm going to echo, because that tells us about us, too, that sure. evil people might get away with it today. Yeah, yeah. They may get away with it tomorrow. Yeah, for now. Uh, but they won't get away with it forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and our prayer shouldn't be, okay, God, will take it to these people. Our prayer should be, God, work something in their lives. Mm-hmm. You know, challenge them and and redeem them. Bring them to a place of faith in you. And uh, that's our hope. Yeah, yeah. There's probably a, a little bit of Rehoboam in all of us where we could easily disregard. You know, I mean, it's like, why would he do that? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we say that with our kids. At least I say it with my kids. You know, I was like, why would you do that? You know better than that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I just... And we do the same thing. Yeah, we sure do. You know, so maybe we ask ourselves that question. Why would I do that? Well, why would I? I have asked myself that before. I'll look back Mm -hmm. on mistakes I've made and be like, what was I thinking? Oh, yeah. What was I thinking? And then you would say to yourself, I wasn't thinking. I wasn't. (laughs) Very clearly. Yeah. Well, maybe we start thinking better. Yeah. So Rehoboam rejected. What would God do? Rehoboam rejected wise counsel, the people that God had put in his life, provided him. Yeah. Jeroboam rejected God himself. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just like they end up with the same result. Both these kingdoms are just crumbling. Yeah. Yes. So I have a thought here. Okay. So um, Rehoboam did these calf idols, Bethel and Dan. Jeroboam. 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 Sorry, I'm going to get him confused the whole time. Sorry. Thank you. I love you. Uh, Great sin for all the people. Worship the idols. And for the people, worship the idols. So they did what he did. Mm Mm-hmm. They followed the king. Mm-hmm. So God all along wanted to be king, mm-hmm. right? He wants to be our king. So let's follow the right king. Let's do what he would do. Yep. So we would then say, okay, God, what would you do? You know, what would you do in this? What would you want me to do? What would mm-hmm. you do? And so they did what he did. Bad idea, bad king. So let's follow the good king, God, mm. who wants to be our king and leader through Jesus and say, what would Jesus do? What, what would you do in this situation? I love that. And uh, yeah. Yeah, stop following the little K kings. Ah. Start following the big K king. <laughs> the king of kings. That's good. I yeah, like that's that. That's pretty good. There's a t-shirt. Get working wow. on Allison. Okay. Allison said she's going say? to purchase a large-scale t-shirt operation. She's going to buy a whole factory and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be good. Also, a big shout-out to Jim Myers. I'm still eating these Honey Stingers energy shoes. They're getting me by one day at a time. Terrible. And I eat them all of them because Eric doesn't like them. He yeah. did try one. I did. That's how I know they're terrible. Mm. But hey. I love them. We're going to jet out of here now. We are. Chip's got to go by two. So. Okay. Got to get moving. All right. Hey, bye, guys.